You are listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. It's WrestleMania week on the Sports Podcasting Network. And welcome back to WrestleMania week on the Sports Podcasting Network. Joining me tonight, Zach McKibben from CKDG 107.9 and Wrestling With Ideas. Zach, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Kevin. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It's WrestleMania week. How can I not be pumped? It's just going to be the biggest weekend of all time in pro wrestling. It really is, especially if this crowd is uh, what they're saying it is, if it's going to sell. I'm, act- I'm super pumped. I'm super excited. I can't wait to get into it. Oh, no, it's going to be crazy. First of all, let's just dive into WrestleMania a bit before we preview the NXT TakeOver Dallas that will happen this Friday. What did you think about the build of WrestleMania and last Monday's Raw? Well, last night's Raw. Well, Monday Raw. Um... You know, I, I thought the uh, build was the the Monday show. Uh, if, if you listen to it, wrestling with ideas on CKDJ one hundred seven nine. Uh, cheap plug there. Um, <laughs> I, it was really. Uh, we all thought it was a b- pretty bad show. I thought it was. I thought it was quite quite bad. Um, but I think uh, I think they did a good job in building up Shane and Taker. Um, I do. I did like that diving elbow drop spot to start off the show. Uh, I'm super pumped for Ambrose and Lesnar. Um, I think that match is going to be the match of the night. Uh, I'm super excited to see you know what they're going to do. And uh, my bold prediction: I, I do believe Ambrose has a chance of winning in this one against Lesnar. I really do. Um, and if not, they may do a finish. I've been saying it uh, quite a bit recently, where you've got the similar deal with uh, Austin. Uh, in the uh, Austin versus Brett at WrestleMania 13, mm-hmm. where he uh, he's never quits, but he looks like he looks much stronger in the end, and he it turned him face. But I think if you were to like uh, change that around a bit, it could make Ambrose come off even stronger and set him up for a, a title run uh, after Mania against what I think will be Roman Reigns. Um, title feud. Uh, speaking of Reigns, the title <laughs> feud. Um, between Reigns and Triple H, um, boy, they really screwed up on this one. Um, I think Triple H has gotten way too much of the spotlight in this feud, and it hasn't given Reigns a chance to shine. And when he does shine, he just gets booed. <laughs> he barely speaks, by the way. It feels like he lost his tongue over the last two weeks to make sure he doesn't screw up on the mic. Like, hey, and I think the real defining factor in this feud was when he did the uh, diving top rope spot, and the crowd still chanted, "You still." Yeah, it's just it's it's just mind-boggling to me how they've it's it's just mind-boggling how, what they've done with this guy. And it's like they always seem to do great stuff with their other wrestlers like Ambrose, like Lesnar and all that, but the one guy they really 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 want to get over, they do the all the worst things possible to get this guy over. It's just mind-boggling to me how much they've screwed up Reigns and if he doesn't turn heel at WrestleMania, if especially if this title match is going to be the main event, the show is going to be in for a disaster. And I and I really Really do feel that way. Can you imagine Roman Reigns with the championship as a face with a hundred thousand people, well, eighty-five, booing <laughs> the heck out of Roman Reigns, and that would be like a lackluster finish that you cannot let happen. Oh. So it cannot happen, basically. 
Well, here's what I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking for the finish uh, for that match. Um, I was thinking that, you know, Reigns wins. I think I think it's a foregone conclusion that Reigns is going to win the title. Um, but what I think is going to happen, I think Ambrose is going to come out. Confetti is going to be rolling down. But then you see Reigns. He's looking at Ambrose. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? You know, this is my moment. And earlier on in the night, he had beat Lesnar. He can point that out be like, you've already had your moment. This is mine. Don't get in my spotlight. You have them arguing a bit. Uh, to finish off, and then all of a sudden you can have him do the Superman punch. You step on him, and then you pose with the belt, and you got the full-fledged Roman Reigns heel turn, so you could set up Reigns versus Ambrose for the next couple of months. And uh, I think there's real high and Reigns bad guy uh, pro- pro- program, especially with Extreme Rules coming next. I think that'll be a fantastic match. And, you know, we saw a brief glimpse of it at Survivor Series between Ambrose and Reigns. And uh, I think I, I think if they were able to give it much more time, I think we would have seen a much better match uh, from that Survivor Series one. But that's my big prediction. Of course, WWE will probably not do that. <laughs> so I'm not I, I'm not I'm not the Booker man. So uh, I guess I guess we'll see if if Reigns does come out and he does win the title and nothing happens afterward. There's going to be a ton of unhappy people and hashtag cancel WWE Network <laughs> will come back. I guarantee it. For me, what's mind-boggling to me is the way Reigns thinks about the whole situation. The way he's been commenting on many different interviews the last couple of weeks how, well, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm good-looking. I'm strong. I'm beautiful. You should like me. Why don't you like me? Why did you boo me? And then he's doing the mean face and all that, you know? Even though you're supposed to be an actor and not make it show, for him, it just shines through that he's not happy with the treatment he's getting. And it's it's getting to him. And he basically, what The Rock tweeted a couple of days ago on Instagram or whatever, somewhere, he was saying how, well, 25 years ago, it was, I was a, not 25, I think it's 15. I was a 25-year-old IC champion and everybody was booing me. It made me realize that I need to be real. And then I cut that real promo and then I was over. Well, he kind of has to do the same thing. Take the mic, say like, you know what? I don't care if you boo me. It's just because you're jealous. It's just because I'm better looking. It's just because I have more money. It's just because I have all the women and you don't. And then becomes yeah. a heel. And then, you know what? He's probably going to get cheered. Yeah, and, and that's that's good. I, I, I like that idea. You know what? Just fully embrace who you are. And I think I, I, there was a promo that was released during his time in NXT when he was a heel. And he did that sort of exact uh, copy where he did had a suit on. He had a Rolex and he was looking good. And he was saying, excuse me, this is borrowed time during the interview. Like it was some fantastic heel work by him. And it's amazing how it has not translated on the main roster on his face run. Um, now, not to say that I do think Reigns is a great in-ring worker. I think he's shown that he can have a good match. When you put him in the ring with another good, capable worker, he can have the solid match. Um, it's just, I think the booking decisions behind him were just so brutal. And it all started uh, with that Royal Rumble where they had him uh, uh, go underneath the ropes and then bring him back and have <laughs> let him have his rest, gave him his juice, let him sleep down a little bit on the bunk bed, and then got him right back out there to go out and wrestle and of course yeah that's going to get a babyface reaction why not <laughs> exactly. because you know the baby because the babyface you know deserves to rest you know it's not like it's not like it's funny because i, I think there, there was a moment where it's like one of the heels was getting uh, beaten up and then he was making a comeback and he was getting more cheers than reigns <laughs> and i can't remember who it was but it I doesn't still, matter it's all of them it's 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 just a it's just mind boggling and 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 I do I again I do like Reigns as an in ring worker and I just think as well you know he's trying his best there are moments in this feud where I thought wow he's looking good but 
in the end, the booking decisions behind Reigns were just awful to the point where now the fans are just seeing Reigns for he, he's been exposed. He really has been. And it's and it's just it's not helped out in his favor at all. You know, I even pinpoint where it started to the actual shield breakup, Zach, to where both Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins were given a separate identity. We're given a ring entrance. We're given a music. We're given attire. We're given character, a personality that was a little different than what they had with the Shield. It wasn't mm-hmm. the case for Roman Reigns. So that evolution, that transition, that growth as a wrestler, character, uh, entertainer never happened for him. It's just almost stuck three years ago, and it shows. Yeah. And now the fact that he's actually coming out on the entrance. People started looking, well, that's bizarre. But once he, he does turn at WrestleMania and he does have a new identity or maybe not necessarily a name, but a new music, new attire, he's really ripped. Why don't you show his body? Take yeah. that tank top off. No, change things up. Maybe that might work. And I have an idea what you need to do. You put mm-hmm. Eva Marie as his manager. And he's oh. going to get the most heat possible out there. And it's probably going to work. I I don't doubt it. I mean, if you want to get the heel heat, you definitely want to put Eva Marie in there. Um, but but I agree with you on that. I think they've got to change up his look. They should have done it right from the start uh, when they separated the Shield. And as you mentioned, each other wrestler from the Shield, Dean Ambrose has his own character. Seth Rollins had his own character. Reigns just took all the Shield's uh, clothes, his en- their entrance, and just the only thing that was significant, he... He said, instead of believe in the shield, he said, believe that. Yeah, he just and changed that's the word. stick out. That's the only thing he did. He changed one word in his entire character <laughs> between the shield Roman Reigns and believe that Roman Reigns. And your new baby face is created right there. It's, <laughs> it, it really is. Um, but but yeah, it's, I think, as you mentioned, I think he's got to change up his look a bit. Um, I, I think, as, as you mentioned, like I think they've got to show off his look. Um, and I think that will go well to a heel character. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, get get rid of the flak jacket, get rid of all remnants of the shield, make him stand out in that way and give him, you know, brand new music. Because I think I think as well, um, I think more people are just uh, against Reigns because when they hear the shields music for Reigns, it's just antagonizes them because they feel that Ambrose and Rollins were the ones that really were the catapults uh, to the shield. So again, I think Reigns has just been really screwed over by a lot of things, mainly the booking, of course. Um, And if a heel turn is not in place at WrestleMania, it's going to get very, very, very ugly. Now let's talk about a card that's really getting me almost more excited than WrestleMania itself because of the star factor in that card well the king of strong style meets with finn balor samoa joe asuka austin aries it's it's quite a card we have here zach for friday night it's amazing how there's so much star power and a technically developmental show <laughs> and more people are excited for nxt than wrestlemania and again nothing to take away from nxt i love their shows and i like how they bring back their old school booking but I look at this NXT TakeOver card and I just see the star power on there and I just see the matches that are booked. I want to see that way more than what I want to see from Mania. The only real matches I want to see from Mania is Dean and and, uh, Lesnar sorry, and and Shane and Taker only just to see if Shane can actually beat Taker. But that's it. The other matches, I kind of were like, okay, um... Especially the latter match, just going off topic a little bit. It, it the should have been Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. It should have, and 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 it's also just 
you might might as well just make it an ambulance match because like <laughs> somebody's gonna, gonna get injured. So- Exactly, and especially when there's so many people injured already in the WWE roster, it's mind-boggling that they're like, you know what's going to make WrestleMania WrestleMania? A ladder match. After all these guys are hurt, especially Neville, Harper, Cesaro, Cena, Orton, Rollins, those guys are all gone. And now you want to tempt fate again by putting a ladder match in? And these guys, like, it's not like they're going to go, they're going to go back. They're going to go you know, balls to the wall all the way to try and make this match really good. And it's, I'm, I'm very concerned. Really. I, I really am that I'm someone is going to get stardust. Stardust <laughs> and Ryder are going to get killed. I know. And, and they're it's expandable. So like, okay, you can, if it doesn't matter if you're hurt, so you catch the guy falling off the ladder. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. And I, I think obviously Ryder's got a lot to prove because he's, Finally got that mania spot. Who would have thought that Zack Ryder would get the IC title match in a ladder match at WrestleMania? Like, I don't think anybody would have predicted that. I think he would have gone just, two weeks ago, and I would not have believed it. <laughs> exactly. It's just, and, and, and it's just amazing to me how they booked this where it's like they literally had Kevin Owens bring out the three worst guys in his opinion uh, come out and try and face him. And then they're like, you know what? Those three worst guys, they deserve an IC title match at WrestleMania. It's 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 mind-boggling to me. It's like it's just, sorry for insulting you guys. Okay, we're gonna give it to you after all. He'll give it to you. You'll get your mania payday, and you'll should be all fine. It, it really is. And uh, but let's get right into NXT because uh, again, I'm super pumped for this NXT card. A feud that started a couple of weeks ago when Austin Aries first appear on stage, then Baron Corbin just destroyed him from the back. I just love how they started to build that feud. I love Baron Corbin's work. On the microphone, he's getting a lot better. He's getting a lot better in the ring with mostly the attitude, the, the, the charisma that he's building and he's showing off and he found his niche. Fuck the lone wolf. Now he's actually being the guy who hates the independent guy. He's the guy mm. who is, I'm an athlete. I used to be a big deal. I'm still a big deal. And whatever you've done in the past doesn't matter because here I'm going to kick your ass. And I love that aspect of the newly found confidence of Baron Corbin. Yeah, me too. And I'm a big fan of Baron Corbin as well. I think he's a great, I think he's great. I think his character is awesome. I mean, who would, what a great heel character. He goes after independent wrestlers and just beats them up. I mean, everybody hates that. Um, and, and it works because, you know, he, he totally embraces it. As you mentioned, he's all about his look, uh, his style and all that stuff. And so, I think Corbin is is great is great and really underappreciated uh, on that NXT roster and I think Aries as well is a great worker I think his his work with bigger guys uh, also should be noted as well um, he's very good at uh, carrying guys in the ring and I think Aries will do the same with Corbin especially with Corbin uh, improving so much um, Aries has had a ton of great matches in TNA uh, with Jeff Hardy and Bobby Roode um, and I think Aries will continue that here And uh, but I'm also under the opinion that uh, Bobby, or not Bobby Roode um, Baron Corbin Baron Corbin, I think, is going to go over in this match only because I think they want to set up some sort of big push uh, towards an NXT title run for Baron Corbin. And uh, I think what what I think is going to happen 
is either Baron Corbin beats Austin Aries. It sets up his run for the NXT title against uh, Finn Balor, which, again, spoiler alert, I think he's going to retain <laughs> against Samoa Joe. Um, I think it'll be Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin for the next couple of months, but then Corbin finally wins in the end. And uh, then they've already had the feud in place between Cruz and Corbin. And I think what they're going to try and set up is Balor's going to go up to the main roster by the end of the year. And I think what they're going to try to do is they're going to make Apollo Crews their next face of NXT. And I think he could certainly do that. And the way to do that is similar to what they uh, did with Finn Balor is after Zayn won the title, they had the dominant heel in Kevin Owens win and he seemed unstoppable. Then finally Finn Balor was able to overcome the monster heel and win. And it's classic old school booking that is really lacking uh, in modern day WWE. It's so simple, but yet it's so effective. And I think that's what they're going to try to do again. It'll help Corbin out. It'll make his character get over so that when he does also uh, get promoted to the main roster, he's set to go and he's a character. And it also sets up Apollo Crews to be that face of NXT uh, moving for the next, I'd say, two years before he gets promoted because he's still got to work on some promo stuff. A a lot, um, but I, th- but I think that's the plan for them uh, down the line. There is another scenario I could potentially see, which I'll get to uh, during the Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe match. But I think if Corbin wins this match against Aries, I think it's really going to set him up for an NXT title run uh, down the road. I have a feeling I agree with you, Baron Corbin. I have a feeling it's gonna go over Austin Aries, but for the sense that because of the independent hatred that he does have in his character, you can continue that. You can build that to maybe a huge takeover headliner match against like a really top indie all over across the world, which you can build Shinsuke Nakamura as being, or Apollo Cruz as UN Nation. That's what he was, or you can do the same as Finn Balor eventually down the road. So I think. Barry Corbin almost has to go over Austin Aries, which is a shame because Austin Aries, if you want to keep him strong, he cannot lose in his debut. So it's a big dilemma. But I think over, for the long term, Barry Corbin almost has to go over Austin Aries. Yeah. And uh, also, too, um, I think, you know, I think they're both going to have a good match. I think this will be Corbin's best match. He's got a ton of he's got some pressure on him to perform. And Aries is going to help to make him uh, succeed as well. So I think Corbin's going to have his best match. If they have a really good match, sometimes looking strong in defeat is the best way to get you over. So I don't I'm not too worried about the impact of Aries. I'm more worried about the impact of Corbin and how it's going to develop him in the future. But I agree. Like it's it's not the best to have your uh, have a guy who in his debut match lose, but if it's an effective match, uh, I think it won't be too much of a hit to Aries. And plus, we we know he's a great in ring worker. We know he can have these fantastic matches in the ring. So again, I'm not too worried uh, with Aries losing. I think it's just more where is this going to lead for Baron Corbin in the future. Now moving on to a tag team match, probably the two best tag team in the whole company. Right now. Mm-hmm. Never mind NXT. I think in the whole WWE, they're the best. The the Revival, or better known as Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, the champions, versus American Alpha, Jason Jordan, and Chad Gable. Chad Gable, probably my favorite wrestler in the whole world as we speak. <laughs> his mannerism, the way he does the amateur stuff on the mat, his smile, his charisma in the ring. It's just, he reminds me of the Kurt Angle without the jackass part of the character so it just seems <laughs> perfect to it but that match really the revival because they're reviving the tag team division but it truly mm. is a, a tag team division that's actually booked strong and not just mm. like f- gimmicks 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, I also believe they're called the Revival because uh, they bring back that old school style of wrestling where it's their motto, no flips, just kicks or whatever. And uh, it, it's just a very good tag team uh, by Dash and Dawson. Um, I think, though, that they are set up as transitional champions. I do, I do think we're going to see American Alpha win. And I think they're also going to be set as the faces of that tag division down there in NXT. Um, as you mentioned, Gable, what a fantastic uh, wrestler. Very good in the ring. Very charismatic. Um, obviously, it, in WWE size is going to be a big thing. So I think uh, Chad Gable being a main event star, it's going to be very hard only because of WWE's, you know, still motto of the big guy has to be over. And I'm not, of course I'm not talking about Ryback. Um, <laughs> nobody and, likes, nobody wants that big guy over. <laughs> not, not that big guy. Um, I will say though, I'm, I'm actually kind of a Ryback fan. I'll admit it. I'll admit it, but I don't think, you know, I don't think he's lights out going to be, you know, wrestling five star matches anytime soon, but I think he's a fine mid card thing. But anyway, um, going back to the tag team match, I do think American Alpha is going to get over. Um, there's just so over to the point where I think uh, it would be a crime if they don't win the t- titles. And the only reason why I wouldn't see them winning the titles is if they were going to already put them on the main roster, which I think is a bad idea at this point. Um, I think they should let their tag division uh, just kind of fill up more. You bring Enzo and Cass up there. Um, you got League of Nations already up there. New Day, uh, Lucha Dragons are, will probably still be around in there. Just fill up that tag division a little bit more before you bring in American Alpha. Um, but I, again, I do think American Alpha is going to win. Again, Gable, what a fantastic in-ring guy. Uh, very charismatic. Uh, Jason Jordan as well, a very good in-ring worker. He could do his fair share of the work in the ring as well. Um, so I, I like both those guys and, and the and the revival, both great wrestlers. Uh, Scott Dawson especially is a guy that really sticks out to me. Um, so I, I see American Alpha going over in this one. And the Arn Anderson look never gets old. Oh, never does. Never does. It just makes you feel like a badass. And when you only have a one pack instead of a six pack, sometimes it just makes you feel like a real man, you know? <laughs> Especially if you have a whole bunch of chest hair, you feel like a real man in the oh, ring. That's how I feel every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Apollo Cruz and Elias Sampson, the Drifter. A few that just started a few weeks ago when Apollo Cruz came out to the rescue of Johnny Gargano after Elias Sampson lost his supposedly first ever match in NXT, which is bullshit because we all remember Elias Simpson as a jobber a couple years ago losing matches on NXT on television but never mind (laughs) apparently he lost his first match and he lost it he beat Johnny Gargano Apollo Crews came out as a baby face and smiling man that he is to save Gargano to the hands of Samson. They took offense, and now they're going to fight and take over. And I know you didn't have a chance to. We're talking just barely after the NXT episode of tonight, where mm-hmm. actually, Elias Samson came out after Apollo Cruz uh, win against a jobber. He comes out with his guitar and starts singing like a weird song. I actually rewind it three times, and he's actually really interesting. So you have a chance to listen to this act. Go for it. He actually says, like, I'm going to beat you, your nation, and all that. So he makes, like, play on words of his former name of you, a nation, on the independence. And it's it's quite interesting. Okay, he sucks with his guitar. He's not a good singer, <laughs> and he's not a good wrestler. It's not going to work, but I kind of like the little aspect that they did tonight. 
Um, well, again, I think one of the negatives of uh, NXT, unfortunately, has been Elias Sampson. And I agree with you. I don't think his in-ring is anything special. The, the, that's the whole problem with Elias Sampson, in my opinion. Is just He's not really anything that special. He doesn't really stick out uh, in the ring. His character is not really out there. Um, it's just kind of there, and it's not really something unique. Um, and I think whether it be the booking of it or just Samson not being a hundred percent dedicated to the character, whatever, it just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem very special. And I think with a character like that, that they're trying to push, it has to feel special. Um, so this Elias Samson character, uh, I think has really been bombing. Um, of course, Apollo crew is a guy who's kind of faltering a little bit in NXT. Hasn't really gotten too much of the spotlight. Well, you know, he's going to um, turn I, eventually. That's when he's going to be at his hundred percent potential because now <laughs> the new way is if you come in as a true baby face, you're going to be a heel down the road. And that's where you're going to be like at your peak. And Apollo mm. Crews comes in, he's so smiling and all nice. With the yeah. shape and the size and the physique he has, you turn him to a Brock Lesnar, could be something else, you know? So yeah. I think eventually when he gets that mean streak going, he's going to be a lot more interesting than just, hey, I'm happy and I'm always happy and I'm always smiling. I'm going to save everyone, you know? I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be in the rain in NXT, that sort of deal. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, and I think, I think what they'll do um, is I think they're going to try and get that mean streak out of him. Uh, somehow, some way, it's definitely not going to be in this Elias Sampson match. Oh no! Um, it's just, but, it's just but a, a place filler. Yeah, it's just a place filler, and it uh, brings Apollo Cruz into the limelight a little bit more. Um, and I fully expect Apollo Cruz to go over Elias Sampson here. I think we're going to start to see the decline of Sampson, um, and that's unfortunate. You never want to see a wrestler go on a decline, um, but in this case, you know the character's not working, and it's not very that spe- it's not really special. Sorry, and you know the wrestling is. Not the greatest uh, from Elias Sampson. Um, so I think this is just Cruz getting that uh, placeholder match. Um, and I think we're going to start to see that mean streak uh, come up a bit more. And as as mentioned before, um, I think we're going to start to see it develop more and more and more over the next couple of uh, weeks and possibly even months um, to develop into an NXT title feud uh, down the line. Um, but yeah, this is just a placeholder match. I totally see Apollo Cruz winning in this one. It's the new women's match. It's the new like buffer <laughs> match. It's the the jobber yeah. match. It's going to be that one because now things are getting serious. Things are yeah. getting more than interesting. Things are getting like dream match typo level here. Talking about El Generico versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Talking about Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. A match that I never thought I would see in I, WWE. I it's just amazing. Like I still, I'm looking at the card now, and I'm still trying to comprehend Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn on a WWE card. It's just mind-boggling to me. You know, the only thing they need to do with Shinsuke Nakamura, you don't even, you don't give him a script, you don't tell him shit, you don't even try to make him into the mold. He came in, you're like, okay, you're, you don't even talk to him. You're like, okay, you give him a mic. He puts his, he wears his own clothes, he does his own thing. You just give him a mic and put him out there. You don't mm-hmm. tell him to do nothing. You don't no. tell him how to wrestle. You don't tell him to do nothing. Give him a yeah. microphone and let him loose. Let him yeah, free. Absolutely. Otherwise, you, they're going to screw him up. Yeah, exactly. And I think from what from what I'm seeing so far um, between how they're treat, treating uh, Nakamura, um, I totally agree. I think they're letting that character go because I think they do see the charisma and the great in-ring aspect of Shinsuke Nakamura. 
Um, and I'm I'm super pumped for this match. I think a lot of people are. I think this is the must-see match, um, in my opinion, uh, including WrestleMania. This is the match to see. Um, both guys are extremely talented. Sami Zayn, great, great babyface. Shinsuke Nakamura can also be a very, very good babyface. Going at it one-on-one, you're going to get the split crowd. It's going to be a great environment, and you're, there's going to be some great wrestling. The only thing I kind of worry is... This I don't believe it's their uh, first encounter, but it's certainly the first encounter in a while. Yeah, no, they and probably I'm, faced each other about 10, 15 years ago in Japan when uh, yeah. Generico Steen were in the Japan tour, when actually uh, Steen faced uh, uh, Nakamura a couple of times too in ROH uh, a couple of years ago, not in the States. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of worried maybe there may not be chemistry because sometimes even the greatest wrestlers don't have the great chemistry. Uh, I'm reminded of this back in 2013 when Rob Van Dam came back to the company and uh, he had a couple matches with Cesaro and they're both great in-ring workers, but they just didn't have that chemistry uh, to perform great matches. Um, so I, there's that aspect that kind of worries me, but I think I think this is going to be – I don't – I'm not too worried about that in this match. I think both workers are just exceptional to the point where I don't even think chemistry is going to be an issue. Um, I think also that Nakamura is going to get go over in this match. Sami Zayn, like he doesn't really have too much to gain. He's already in the IC title. He's going to win match. the IC title on Sunday, so it doesn't matter if he lose on Friday, it right? Just, it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. You know, I think it helps elevate Nakamura, especially uh, down down there in NXT. And you know, I, I think. I, Again, it's it goes back to that aspect of if they have a really good match, if you look good in defeat, you're still going to get over and you'll still do just fine. So I think this this is one of those scenarios as well, and I think it's going to be much more of a scenario in this one than the Aries and uh, Corbin match. Um, so, again, I think Nakamura is going to win um, in this one, and I think it's going to really uh, get some – it's really going to get some eyeballs on Nakamura for the fans that don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and I think Nakamura is going to be a huge star for NXT. Uh, apparently, he's getting paid main event money in NXT, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, so I think they really want to get Nakamura on that great uh, path towards the top. And uh, I think Nakamura is going to go over Sami Zayn in this one. I just had a flashback and I have to pass it by you. If you're mm-hmm. just looking at down the road, what next year could bring you? Mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Nakamura, at WrestleMania 33, called by Mauro Ranallo. Oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Isn't, it, isn't it like it's actually possible now? They're, it, all, it they're, really possible. they're all working for the, the company. It's just I, it's amazing how they've kind of they've brought the talent in now that can really succeed for them. And now we're thinking of matches that we thought we'd never see a year ago. And now it's amazing how just a year passes by and there's styles of the company and Nakamura's in the company and the former El Generico now Sami Zayn is in the company and Finn Balor and Joe and Aries and all these guys and possibly even more if they do sign Eric Young and Bobby Roode who recently got released from TNA. You know, if they do bring those guys in, just imagine the possibilities in terms of matches and if they develop their NXT system more, this will be a good future for WWE, of course, if the booking team gets their crap together and, and can book yeah. some competent storylines like they're doing in NXT. No, yeah, that would be just awesome. But it really feels like probably somewhere really high up in WWE, maybe even Vince McMahon, one day just turn the TV and just turn upon Access TV, some moral call, <laughs> maybe Shinsuke Nakamura Tanahashi versus AJ Styles. Like, okay, how about we get everybody involved? How about everybody <laughs> exactly. in that show we work with? And now... 
basically everybody's not working for the company. Yeah, it's uh, and it's bad for New Japan. Obviously, I'm, I think I, I think obviously they still got Okada and Tanahashi, um, but they've recently lost stars like Kota Ibushi, who announced he's he's leaving, for and, and of course though, Nakamura. Because can you, if you're Vince McMahon or Triple H, Okada is like Nakamura but bigger and maybe even better in a way. So yeah, Okada's and like for me, he's gonna be eventually because he has a bad taste in his mouth because of his adventure with TNA and how he was oh, yeah. treated really racistly at being Kato. Yes, you heard right. He was Kato in <laughs> TNA, but Okada is just he's. I think he's probably like the feud. The feud he can have with Nakamura in the WWE could be just mind-boggling. It really could be, and also the thing that really appeals to WWE in terms of Okada is also he's very young. He's 28, and he's already reaching his full potential in New Japan. Just imagine how many years they can get out of Okada with all that charisma, all that star power, and and at a young age, I he's essentially the New Japan's version of The Rock, uh, and it, and I really Literally, do right? think yeah, so. It's true. It, 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 I mean, it's it's really quite amazing how Okada is just so over not only with the new Japan fans, but also with the fans back in America, um, especially up here in Canada, we're huge fans of Okada. It's, um, it's so true. They say that because the more you think about it, he was like the chosen one and people didn't like him. He went abroad and came back and it's when he actually turned heel and joined chaos and was like the, actually the bad guy that he actually mm-hmm. gained momentum and went to the level of the IWGP champion a couple of many times. Yeah, and 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 I do think it's a fair assessment to say that Okada is a new is New Japan's pro wrestling's version of The Rock. So I'm super I, again. Hopefully, may, maybe Okada does go to WWE. Obviously, there's been rumors a ton, uh, a ton of rumors about uh, WWE bringing in Okada, um, which which would be awesome. Um, but of course, I'm I'm very much competent with the talent we've got in here. I we've got a ton of great dream matches already with the talent that we have. So I'm super pumped. If they bring in Okada, you know, more add a second cherry on top of that Sunday because it's going to be fantastic. But again, I'll, the talent that they have in here, they have it. It's just you know they got to book it right. They've got to they just got to have a plan behind these guys, and and they'll be fine. I think it's just they just got to get their booking together, and I think. And I think they'll be just fine. Speaking of getting booking together and great talent, the next match coming, probably the co-main event, a championship match in the women's division for NXT with probably the two best women's wrestlers in the company. There's a couple of contender on the main roster now with Sasha and Charlotte and Becky, but Bailey versus Asuka. I was looking at the montage they did and they put on YouTube a couple days ago of how Bailey got the championship and got the respect and how she wanted to take over and that Iron Man match and Asuka's literally mean streak killing everybody with head kicks and destroying jobbers with Nia Jax included with as well as Emma and Dana Brooks but I just had a tear to my eyes Zach. I just looking at <laughs> Bailey and how she was just I'm a full grown 30 over 30 year old man and I was looking at this and like wow it's so beautiful <laughs> it's so beautiful how are they going to fuck it up on the main roster? That's why I was so like, they're, gonna, they're going to screw it up. It's It should be so easy, but how can they not fuck it up? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, it's just this next to Shane and Taker, this is the match that I have the hardest time predicting because both have a very, very good chance of either a retaining the title in the case of Bailey or winning the title in the case of Asuka. If they really want to keep up the momentum of Asuka, I think Asuka should 
beat Bailey, but at the same time, I don't know if they're going to call up Bailey to the main roster just yet. And I still think they want her to be that base of the women's division. And so Bailey retaining it is also a possibility in my mind. Um, to me, the only real option after much debating, I do see Oscar winning the NXT women's championship against Bailey only because I think what they're going to do is they're going to book her similar to how they did with Kevin Owens, where she's just dominant. She's beaten everybody. And I believe they're going to have, they've got some women in uh, developmental that they're going to br- build up uh, and probably get another, uh, babyface uh, women's wrestler, um, whether it be, you know, maybe Dana Brooke turning face, which I think would be a bad decision, but it's obviously a possibility out there. Uh, please, Peyton Royce. Please, please. Yeah, don't. please don't. Please don't. But again, she it's, annoys it's, me so much when she talks. <laughs> but uh, I apologize, Peyton, but it's what it is. It's just those it's cheeks, those those cheeks in her face when they start moving. I'm like, oh, just stop it. Just, oh. <laughs> um, Peyton Royce down there. Uh, she's starting to develop her skills down there as well. Um, she could be built up into a babyface role. Um, I the only other uh, match that I could think of for Oscar is uh, possibly Oscar uh, versus Nia Jax. Of course, if they want to keep Oscar as the babyface, um, and that's really the only thing I see. But again, it's so hard to pick because I could totally see both of them winning the match, and I think that's what matches should be now. Obviously, is so, matches that are very hard to predict, and it'd be very interesting to see where they go on who they pick to win. Um, but I'm going to go with Oscar in this one only because I think it's going to freshen things up, um, and I think we're going to see some fresh opponents. And and you know what, a Bailey versus Oscar match is a rematch rather is certainly not out of the realm of possibility with Bailey getting her title right back. No, exactly. Um, I, I'm thinking example to go with your idea. Oscar dominates like a 30, 40 minute match classic that eventually Oscar wins, but still you keep Bailey strong. There's a way to book that match accordingly. But the way that Asuka is portraying, she got over without saying one word. She's a wrestler that's been over because she just kicks ass. She has a look to her. She has an identity. She's not worried. She's not like, how do I, how am I perceived? Are people liking me? She doesn't care. There's no, she doesn't give a fuck, to be quite honest and quite frank. <laughs> and that's what's working for her. And it's really impressive to me. And that's how Roman Reigns should be booked. Just book him like Asuka. But that's I was just going to say. <laughs> that's something else. I was else. just going to say. I was, I was hearing that. I was hearing that. I'm like, man, imagine they had Roman Reigns booked book like that. I was just hearing that. I'm like, man, what a missed opportunity that was for Roman Reigns. But yeah, I, I totally agree. That would be awesome. Um, but again, it's so hard to pick. But I, I'm going to go with Asuka. But I could totally see Bailey retaining the title. Exactly. Both I'm okay with. That's the thing. There's no... To, to go to the exact opposite of the Shane McMahon and Undertaker match where both... Actually, both issues of the match we have a problem with because either Taker is retired or just doesn't going to wrestle WrestleMania or we still have the authority. So, like, both yeah. I don't like. Here, it's the exact opposite. Asuka wins. Asuka's going to dominate. Bailey's going to have to do the Rocky Four story where she has to face Drago in Russia to get her title back. Maybe. That could be interesting. You know, that storyline is very good to make. So, that's an, another opportunity. So, both storylines I can go get behind. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could totally get behind both of them as, as well. Now, the main event, Zach. Finn Balor. We'll, we see, well, we know we will see the Demon versus Samoa Joe. It's going to be a great match. And who knows? We might expect things that could happen. There's possibilities. There's friends of people that are joining the company. We never know what can happen. But uh, what do you expect? Do you like the build of this match? And are you excited for this main event? 
I am super excited for this main event. I am excited for the rematch. Um, this match, to me, I I believe Finn Balor is going to win. Um, I think he's going to retain. Um, but I also think as well this is going to be the last match in NXT for Samoa Joe before he gets his call up to the main roster. That's a rumor. And he's going that, to, to be yeah, honest, that's that a rumor that's been this heard behind the scenes. Yeah, and I, and I do believe Samoa Joe will debut on Raw the next night. Um, now, I also believe as well uh, Finn Balor will hold the title. I, I think they're going to have another uh, NXT TakeOver special, but this time in Japan. And the big plan that I have in mind is we see a returning Hideo Itami uh, face off against Finn Balor and, and for the NXT title. And Itami wins. But, oh, and, I, I, I and, know what you got to say. And, and what happens is uh, Itami will win. And then all of a sudden, uh, B- uh, Balor Club comes out. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, and Carl Anderson and Doug Gallows shows up because it's going to be in Japan. They're already over there and people already hate yeah. them. So you do the bulletproof Balor Club, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the exact way to do it. I, I had the same idea when you were saying it. And uh, But I also think as well, I think the way Tommy's going to uh, counteract that is I think he'll partner up with Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, to try and counteract against uh, the Bulletproof Club, uh, which I think that's what they're going to call themselves, Bulletproof, when they do debut. Um, and I think we'll see Bulletproof versus uh, Atami and Nakamura in a match that will be very reminiscent of a match in Japan. Um, and uh, then eventually, uh, you know, you know, some sort of singles match down the line. But it's just something I was thinking of uh, after the Balor Club thing. Uh, that could be something interesting where they go and then maybe you have a Tommy turn heel on Nakamura or whatever. And then you set up the Nakamura versus a Tommy match uh, as your singles match after Balor Club, uh, let's say, beats them. And uh, that that's where I could see it as well. Again, there's so many possibilities with NXT and that's yeah, just, I think that's fantastic. Not even NXT, just the Balor Club could just go in the main roster right away. You know, I, yeah. I had an idea a couple of uh, weeks ago when the whole AJ Styles was getting beat up by more than one guy. I'm like, what if you have AJ Styles on the main roster and he gets beat up and then it's two, three, four on him and he gets beat up and who comes out of the crowd? Bulletproof Club. And then mm. they're with him. Who attacks him from the back the week after? Finn Balor. Those are my guys. It's my Bullet Club. You left us back in Japan. Where would we go back with you now? And you take that storyline that they did. Exactly. You just switch Kenny Omega for Finn Balor. And yeah. you do almost that storyline. It would make sense because Balor is the original uh, leader of the Bullet Club. So it could really have a same story but on the main roster. So you can even do that storyline a year, two years down the road. So that could be interesting, yeah. that Bulletproof uh, storyline. Yeah, it'd be really something interesting, but it, I, I I think there's just so much potential in the Bulletproof uh, Club, and whether that turns Finn Balor heel or not, I guess that will be determined uh, later on. But 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 again, we'll see. I, I I'm totally down in Balor versus AJ Styles on the main roster every single day of the week. Um, so uh, again, I believe Finn Balor is going to beat Samoa Joe for, and retain his NXT title. It's going to be a great match, um, and and it's going to set up a ton of stuff down the line. Um, 
again, there's so many, so many uh, possible storylines they could go with. They could have uh, Balor uh, losing to Corbin and before he gets his call on the main roster, and then Bulletproof joins him on the main roster. You could have a Balor versus Apollo Cruz match if they were able to build him up strong to a point where they could have that title match. You could do a Tommy versus Balor. There's so much, there's so much possibility uh, after this match that it can really open a lot of things up. So I'm super, super excited for this one. Zach, I want to thank you very much for joining me tonight for doing the WrestleMania preview for our, well, NXT preview for WrestleMania week. That's a handful and a mouthful. <laughs> I want to thank you very much and uh, have a great WrestleMania week. All right, thank you. Uh, just before uh, just before we head off, uh, I just want to quickly just give a shout out uh, for the, uh, my podcast and radio show, uh, Wrestling with Ideas. You can check it out every Tuesday night on CKDJ 1079 uh, in Ottawa, and uh, or if you're not in Ottawa, you can listen to it online CKDJ.net. We post full episodes up on our Podbean site, WrestlingWithIdeas.Podbean.com. You can check out full episodes. We've done a ton of interviews there. We've got guys uh, like Jake. The Snake Roberts, Mick Foley, uh, Jeff Jarrett. We had a, an interview with JTG last week. Next week, we're going to be having Hacksaw Jim Duggan. It's oh. going to be some great stuff on wrestling, especially yeah, wrestling with ideas next week. It's going to be a great one. So uh, if you guys are able to check it out, please check it out. And uh, But yeah, thanks again, Kevin. I really appreciate you uh, having me on. Um, again, I'm super excited for NXT, and I'm glad we were able to talk about uh, the card and all that. Until next time. Take that, Bob. You were listening to SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.